Hello and welcome to the Oakland A's UK live stream as it is now. It is our podcast. I think it's season four, episode four. It's been a little while for obvious reasons, but we are here today. I am Matt here with Dom Clarky. How are you doing? Very well, thanks, Matt. Well, good, good. apart from well, the obvious. <laughs> apart from the obvious, apart from the obvious. So, yes. So, the last one we did was a live stream just after the Vegas land news was announced, which obviously turned out to be um, just the first of a couple of land deals that they were going to announce because they're obviously a pack of idiots. Um, so, it's been a while, but things are coming to a head right now with the sessions in Vegas last week. It is a nightmare in Nevada from the Las Vegas lies going on full steam at the moment. They're back in session tomorrow. And of course, much more positively, we have the reverse fan boycott on Tuesday and various things along that. And Dom, if you're watching it rather than listening to the pod, you will see, Dom, you have done an absolute work of art there. Please uh, please expo- uh, explain it to us all. I'll put you on full screen to, there we go, <laughs> full screen to bring out the full majesty of your cell banner. Yep. So um, I was explaining to Matt that uh, this didn't take terribly long to make, as you can probably see. Although very big thanks to Lindsay for sewing the letters onto the uh, onto the green piece of material. Um, yep, we are. The timing of the podcast is purposeful. Um, we wanted to show our support to the 68s and all those attending the reverse boycott on Tuesday. Yep. Um, we hope it goes well. Um, we are fully behind the sell campaign um the the a's deserve better in fact i'll be careful with my words the fans in oakland deserve better yeah absolutely uh yeah i was gonna say have we have we done the uh, swear word warning probably not yet but there, there, there's more than likely swear words and being yeah. involved here so uh, but i'm sure fisher, everyone... fisher appears more than once on my notes so there's yes. going to be some swearing We'll apologise in advance. <laughs> yes, apologise in advance. Yes, parental advisory on this one today. And uh, Matt Hillman is on the chat on the YouTube channel. If you want to join in and you're watching live, you can see us on the Twitter account, but we're also on the YouTube account. If you go to YouTube, you can go to the live chat and send through comments. Um, and Matt has mentioned, let's get a sweep in Milwaukee today. It has, of course, uh, this live stream is going along at the same time that the A's are playing in Milwaukee. Uh, yes, we, we will come to the A season. The time more carefully. <laughs> well, yeah, we 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 shall we shall come to the A season a bit later. But it is one of those things. I I have really struggled, and it's so frustrating because I really put a lot of effort in at the start of the season, heading into the season. I was just like, I'm not going to let them put me off. I'm I'm going to dive in. I'm going to really follow this season. I'm not going to let them kill my interest. And as soon as that Vegas land news hit, I've really, really struggled to keep up with anything, to be honest. Yeah, I think we said last time, didn't we? Um, lots of people will deal with this in very different ways. Um, all the reactions are fine and fair, you know, from from burying your head. And well, I'm not saying you're burying your head, but, you know, just wanting nothing to do with it. And to be fair, I think I've probably watched two games all season, yeah. um, start to finish. Um, all the way through to pouring your heart and soul into it whilst it remains in Oakland. Um, and, and I think we know people all the way along that spectrum. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's just a disgrace that they're putting us, putting everyone through this. But um, uh, you can't, I don't know. It's it's shameful if they had any shame, but clearly they don't, do they? So, right. On to our little agenda. So we we're going to start by looking at the Vegas side of things, just in a sense of what's actually going on there. 
which basically seems to be a crock of shit and uh, a bit of a screw job. Um, as we mentioned just before we went live, my overriding feeling with all of it is that it just looks so lud- ludicrous and so ridiculous how little detail, how vague everything is that on the one hand that should make me optimistic because clearly this is going to get kicked out. But on the other hand, it's so ridiculous for it to have got this far already just gives you the impression that th- there's a deal that's been done here. There's something shady going on that they they are going to push it through. However bad a deal it is for Nevada taxpayers, they're going to push it through. Do you get that same sense? Sadly, yes. Um, we were talking just before I came on, Matt, and um, it, it very much feels, oh, the A's are ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it very it very much feels like um they wouldn't have gone to a special session at a cost of a quarter of a million dollars a day um i read somewhere don't know if that's accurate Um they wouldn't have gone to all this trouble if, if it was just going to get booted out yeah. they don't seem to have the support on the ground but you've just got to assume that they're somehow going to get the votes through and um, it feels shady as hell and it just feels like there's games within games. I was trying to explain it to my dad before. They, they're turning their nose up, and, and Oakland's been awarded another $30 million in infrastructure yep. grants. So, that, so Oakland City is now beyond $400 million in infrastructure um, awarded to the A's for a, new, for a new building, a new stadium, which is – sorry, I should be really careful my words. It's a new stadium, but it's not just a new stadium. It's a parcel of land that, that, that I can't remember. It's 100 acres or, or 55 more. 55 acres, I think, something like that. 55 acres, but, but there's lots on it. It's it's going to have a complex. It's going to have apartments. It's going to have much, much more than just a stadium. And that, for the person who builds it, i.e. the owner, should should make rake, rake the money in. It should make them a fortune. Yeah. We always assume that this was how they were able to promise that they'd put money into the team. Um, because let's face it, if they even moving to a new stadium is unlikely to change their fortunes dramatically from a financial perspective, especially as they have to pay that off. Mm. Um, and now they seem to be turning up their nose at that for less money in Nevada to build just a stadium on a nine acre plot that's going to be the smallest stadium in the game. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. And from a Nevada point of view, why do why on earth would anyone want these snake oil salesmen coming in? Yeah. Um they're they're awful. I mean they, they just lie. They point blank lie, barefaced. And yeah. um, there was a moment in the Nevada um is it Congress? Is it court? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, no. Where where one of the one of the um Democrats were asking um Cabal a question. Yeah. And it, and he just he couldn't answer. No, and that was the only question he answered. He was basically called down to say answer a question. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, are you gonna pay your tax? I think was was the gist of the question, and he could not answer it. No, Um, it was like watching a really incapable politician. Um, And given the scale of incapable politicians that we in the UK and (laughs) any of our listeners in the US are used to, that's saying something. It is. so yeah, I sorry, it, I'm I've already gone off on one and lost the script. It's gonna <laughs> it it's gonna be gonna difficult happen. not to really, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, but, but anyway, yeah. long story short, yeah, it feels like something's up because nothing stacks up and yet it's still going ahead. They wouldn't waste their money if they didn't think they had the votes. Yeah. So it feels right. like something shady's going on behind the scenes. 
It is bizarre. Um, right from the start, we will give a shout out to particularly the Nevada Independent, uh, Tafaba Muller, I think her name is Sean Golonka. They've been fantastic with their reporting, very impartial, very detailed. They've gone into a lot of uh, explanation because they're well aware that there's lots of people in the Bay Area who are taking uh, very close attention. So they've been fantastic in the coverage. And um, part of the whole point here, I was trying to get my head around what actually happens in Nevada, because I know every country, every area has their own unique uh, rules and ways of doing things. When you look at what happens in the House of Commons here in the, in the UK, anyone looking from the outside will think of these absolute bunch of clowns, and they would, of course, be right. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so, so essentially how it works in the state of Nevada, the politicians have other jobs. I mean, they do that in the UK. It's just they get paid lots of money. They're supposed to be full-time MPs, but they get chucked lots of money to do jack shit. Else, uh, and then they ask questions about those topics for those companies, allegedly. Um, but yeah, so in Nevada, they have jobs. So they come together for 120 days every two years to consider like the major bills, the things they all have to be there for to debate and talk about. Uh, the A's bill didn't get tabled until May 26th, so just 10 days to go. You can't tell me that wasn't deliberate. Uh, it didn't get addressed before the end of the session for various they, political reasons. They, they don't want scrutiny. Exactly, exactly. You know, so they <laughs> waited re too late. Um, it, there was an initial special session call called the day after on the Monday, which didn't include the A's. It was something else. And the speaker, I forget his name now off the top of my head. He's done a few threads recently. Um, I think quite a lot of people in Oakland having a go at him. Uh, oh, Steve Yeager. Yeager. I think his name Yeager. is Yeager, Yeager. Yeah. speaker of Nevada. Um, so he directly asked the governor, uh, Joe Lombardo, are you going to bring in the A's bill? And he basically said no. And then out of nowhere, yes, they did call a special session on it, which all looks incredibly sh shady. And a point that's been made by lots of people, that, so these politicians, for the last 120 odd days, they've been traveling about they've had to kind of take time off work and all that sort of thing to go through this 120 days and now they're being called back to do these special se sessions and yeah steve yeager has you know the initial response from the speaker was no 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 we need to do this in the summer we can do this in the summer everyone's been here far too long already they're missing their families come on this is ridiculous and again that's just one of those other telltale signs there is no rush to do this no no obvious rush to There's, do this other than trying to push it through with a complete lack of uh, scrutiny because they know as soon as you start picking away at it Dom, nothing stacks up literally nothing they were talking like ten thousand employees they're gonna have total yeah, bullshit for, for, for total a thirty thousand seat stadium that's total one, bullshit. one employee per three spectators yeah. um yeah and the, and the numbers of fans that they're saying doesn't add up no. i read somewhere like like if, if if you get it, they're saying that they'll average a full house, but if you get any, anything less, you've then got to average over capacity, you've then got to get over capacity to make it. The, the yeah, it's something like they, they're projecting two and a half million a year for uh, 82 baseball games plus some other events. And it's like, yeah, you're going to have to sell out every single game. And even if when yeah. you start, you know, there'll be a buzz because it's new, the ballpark's new, they'll maybe have spent a bit of money on the first team. Maybe for the first three years, it's new, a new attraction. Yeah, maybe they'll sell out quite a bit, but that won't last. And if your entire financial projections are based on having to sell out every game, that isn't a financial you're business still, case of any worth, is it? You're still going to have to play 
the Rangers five times a season, the Mariners five times. You, you're still going to play these teams in games that once they've travelled and been, that's that. Baseball yeah. isn't a, tr- a big travelling fan sport. No. And Vegas is the 40th biggest market or something. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more fans market, in a, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more fans into uh, uh, an Oakland stadium than you are a Vegas one on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And before people at me, assuming that you treat the fans right. Yeah, exactly. So that brings me, uh, and this is, oh, this this just angered me so much. This I forget the name of the Republican. Um, her comment was, I did have the opportunity to meet and talk with the A's owner, Mr. Fisher. He seems like a fine man and a person of high integrity. You, oh, I won't even say it. I mean, how fucking deluded do you have to be? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or she's well, not deluded. She's I just mean, a it's, fucking it's, liar. One for the two. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's a complicit little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, she's complicit. That's that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's talking out of her ass. Um, she's she's a snake oil salesman as well. She wants her voters to go along with this ridiculous yeah. scam. Exactly. And well, uh, let's face it: if who's going to make all the money, it's going to. Why does why does Nevada have to put taxpayers' money into it? Yeah. If it's such a great proposition, why why does it need the public money? Of course. So they can't. They can't. They they haven't got summer schools. They can't get funding for summer schools, but they're going to build a stadium. I mean, well, what on earth? That's what I was reading today because obviously. A lot of the Republicans are just blindly behind it anyway. Um, A lot of the Democrats don't like it, particularly because a lot of the stuff they wanted to do got um, got blitzed because they said we haven't got the money for summer schools and we haven't got the money for X, Y, Z, but they've got the money to put into this. But apparently, because obviously the construction unions and everything are very much behind the idea of creating all these jobs, there is pressure coming on. Again, I read read they're going to they're going to build a new hotel there if it's not a stadium anyway. So there's still going to yeah, be construction exactly. jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And Vegas is Vegas. Yeah. This is, this is not going to really touch the sides tourist wise, nor is it going to really touch the sides jobs wise. No. It's just a different setup. Yeah. But it's the idea that, just that the taxpayer thing. would put 400 million in to help out a California billionaire yeah. is just egregious. It is ridiculous. I mean, the one the one good thing about the session, I I saw bits of it, and obviously there was lots of coverage. Was that, I mean, but again, most of it, other than those stupid little sound bites, people are so against it and clearly see through it all. Everyone's commenting negatively on it, and uh, so there were lots of nice bits. Obviously, the slam dunk on uh, Dave Cavill was particularly good. Uh, apparently, people in Nevada are calling it a cavalanche because he was so bad. He, he collapsed so badly, um, which I like. That's a good one. But uh, one of the highlights, I have to say, was the ex-A's employee, Steve Pastorino. And I have grabbed the video of this. So this is a, a 90 seconds of somebody doing God's work. I think we can all agree. Here we go. <laughs> My name is Steve Pastorino, P-A-S-T-O-R-I-N-O, and I live in Senator Dondero Loops District. But from 2014 to 2018, I was a senior executive for the Oakland Athletics living in Oakland, California. I worked for Dave Cavill and two desks over from Catherine Aker. There are so many holes in what the A's are trying to sell us that I 
I can't cover it in two minutes, but just a few. First of all, the walking, talking bobblehead known as Dave Cavill can't even answer Senator Donate's questions today about whether the A's will participate in the live entertainment tax. You cannot trust Dave Cavill. My former colleague, Catherine Akers, sent here to do John Fisher's bidding, meekly offering a million dollars in community support. How many fields does a million dollars build? Those of us who are in Clark County who have seen our high schools redo all their football fields in recent years, a million dollars is a drop in the bucket. The A's community programs are a joke in Oakland, and they're going to be no better here in Las Vegas. When asked by Senator Flores how much time, money, and effort the A's put into developing or drafting one player, no one could answer because the A's representatives aren't here talking to you. Well, the answer is years and years and millions of dollars, and yet they're going to try and cram a $380 million stadium scam in 10 days before us. Please, I urge you to give this more proper consideration. I mean, how can you argue against? <laughs> there is no legitimate even, argue against what he even, says. Is there? Even if you are a, 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 a Vegas resident that desperately wants to thieve the A's from Oakland, you can't argue with what he's saying. No, Nate, uh, always good to hear from you, Nate. Thank you for dropping in on the live stream. Says, I think what could be happening in Vegas is that they legit don't want the A's based on this shoddy nothing of this of this presentation, but they want to indicate to MLB that they do want to uh, play ball with MLB. Um, so that has been this ongoing thing that right from the off when they released this bill, it doesn't have a site in it. it so it's site agnostic, yeah, yeah. it's team agnostic, it doesn't mention the Oakland, and it's just ridiculous. And you wonder what the game is going on here because we know when they um, landed their land bill or their land deal on uh, Oakland Mayor Sheng Tao, um, they initially were surprised that she turned around and said, well, you can do one, mate. No, we're not going to carry on negotiating with you. If you if you want to go to Vegas, off you pop, mate. Oh, don't don't use us. Um, yeah. So they wanted to carry on negotiating with Oakland, and it has been this ongoing thing of well, are they trying to set up a situation where they'll get Vegas a bit further along for an expansion team? But then the pressure of that hopefully will bring everything to a head in Oakland. And of course, that's been part of the argument in terms of why they are allegedly key okay to uh, waive the relocation fee because they, they don't have any intention of the relocation. They're looking at an expansion fee anyway. Yeah, I, 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 I'm cautious with this in yeah. terms of I don't want to create hope. No, exactly, um, yeah, yeah. And to be frank, I'm at a stage where I, I, I want Fisher out more yeah. than anything else. He's trying to commit an act of cultural vandalism against the people of Oakland, the people of the United States. This is this is a sport that has prided itself on not moving teams around. I think the last one to move was the um, Expos to Washington. That's the only one that's moved. Um, in, in about the, 50 years, I think, pretty yeah, much, yeah. Um, and... and yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this is a good segue into um, Barbara Lee's uh, letter. Yes, yeah, to, so to, actually, to Manfred. Oh, yeah. So oh, she tweeted out there um, <laughs> on uh, when it well, it was the day of the first hearing, wasn't it? So Congresswoman Barbara Lee entered the fray, writing to Rob Manfred about the relocation threats. 
Um, and her tweet was, the MLB told Congress that the reason they need an exemption from antitrust laws is to prevent communities from losing their teams to other cities. The A's are not only planning a move away from Oakland, MLB is incentivizing them to do so. Essentially, today I asked them to stay out of the way. So I think the first thing I'd say about that from a UK point of view, so the antitrust stuff is essentially like the Competition Act over here. It's it's about regulation to stop anti-competitive acts in terms of businesses businesses essentially colluding to price fix and about trying to avoid cartels and monopolies so that just a couple of businesses or whatever can essentially grab hold of everything and then control the market, which of course is the whole point of something like Major League Baseball. Whether you're a customer, whether you're someone who wants to play professional baseball in the States, essentially they have the market sewn up. The terms and conditions the workers have to sign up to where else are you going to go basically so that is the essence of the antitrust thing from a uk perspective yeah exactly i mean it it is a cabal it's what franchise sport is all about in the us it is a effectively a cartel run for the profit of the owners yeah and this is something that i always find fascinating that that some not all uh american fans entertain this as a as a thing yeah um you know, it's anti-competitive on and off the field, um, and I think I, I, I think that this hopefully is just that little bit in the back pocket of any owners that wouldn't want the A's to move, and that would see through what is effectively um, a bung to Fisher. Yeah. It's, it's a bung to Fisher personally to let him yeah. off a relocation fee if he's if he's also Which getting money no off sense. of Nevada Why? and. It Why makes no sense Why at would all. They do that? Hopefully, having a California lawyer saying, "Look, we're coming after you on antitrust rules if you do this," is enough to make them think twice. And perhaps Absolutely. that owners' meeting, which is coming up, is it this week? It um, is this week. Although it, it, you know, constantly throughout all of this, they're deliberately chucking nuggets in to try and produce some sort of urgency. There is no way the owners' meeting this week will rule on the relocation that's basically impossible by all accounts they've just thrown that in there there is an owners meeting this week they've thrown it in there just uh we could look at it it's got to go to a committee to look at it and everything like that so there we go but yeah honorable honorable mention for the brewers as well who manfred is you know trying to use all of this shit storm i mean that guy has some balls doesn't he some nerve yeah um, to to use to, to use the situation between nevada and oakland as a yep. threat to the city of, um, it's not the city of Milwaukee, it's the city of Minneapolis. No, it's <laughs> Milwaukee, no, yeah. It is Milwaukee. Wisconsin, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting the twins and the brewers confused. How embarrassing. <laughs> it's a good job we're not live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll edit it out for you, don't worry. Excellent, yeah. Yeah, but it, 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 like you say, it, it is the whole point with this, that this is how they operate. And I think the key thing with something like the antitrust um exemption is that it is a core thing for major league baseball business it goes back a century to 1922 particularly when what was the federal league basically tried to sue mlb for creating a monopoly um the exemption has reduced in scope over the years particularly what's known as the kirk flood act where um mlb players at the mlb level aren't uh the, the exemption doesn't apply to them but the exemption is still there for a lot of what baseball does 
And it is challenged quite a lot. So even just in the last couple of years, it's been challenged three times, particularly around uh, minor league baseball. We had the big cull of minor league baseball teams. So that was what the owners of those minor league teams that got cut out of affiliated baseball uh, tried to challenge that this is wrong. So it's something they very jealously guard, basically. Um, And the reason why Barbara Lee going after this is so important, not just because of her standing and the fact that she represents the area, of course, is that she was on Congress last July. Oops, if I click the right button, there we go. um, When they challenged this. So this was about the minor league teams and the idea of the antitrust exemption was brought up again. Rob Manfred to Congress on July 29th, or this is the letter dated July 29th last year, says MLB's antitrust exemption allows it to enforce a rigorous process or process that ensures club relocation is carefully considered and vetted before a loyal fan base loses its team. So essentially, and they volunteered that. That wasn't really the crux of the matter they were looking at in Congress at the time. But that is what they he volunteered, that one of the reasons why the antitrust exemption is so important is that unlike in other North American sports, you can't just up and move a team. Now, I do wonder quite how much that could play into this, because generally speaking, when teams look to leave a city in any North American sport. Yes, there are potential legal challenges. They often don't work. But the point here is that they're not going to want to do something that could threaten the antitrust exemption. So like you say, it is something that they might have in their back pocket as to a bit like where there's a dispute between two parties and for all they're looking at legal action. In reality, neither party wants to go to court. They much prefer a settlement. That's kind of, I think that's where there could be an out for or a way to resolve this for Oakland that they won't want this to be challenged. It would be better if they could get a settlement. And that may be the way MLB and particularly Commissioner Manfred can kind of square the circle and, okay, look, we don't want to let down Vegas. So, okay, we'll do a deal and we'll give you your expansion team, but we'll stay here because we kind of have to and try to do it in a way that tries to make everyone look good at the end of it, which we know is rubbish. But in reality, that is how these things have to end. They have to end by them saying Fisher is doing the right thing by Oakland. However bullshit that is, that would be important to the owners to try and make it look good, even though we know what's really going on. Yeah, precisely. I think I, 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 I just how Manfred can get away with saying those things and then saying the things that he said recently. I, there's just no consistency. There's no congruency in the things that he says. He's just saying whatever helps his mate Fisher out. And I, I, Fisher must have photos of these guys or something because <laughs> the guy, I just don't know how he gets away with what he's getting away with. Mm. I mean, even, even ignoring the shit that he's done to the fans, the ridiculousness of this move, the paucity of the detail around his offer for 400 million to the city of Vegas. Even ignoring all of that, the guy is stealing the revenue share right now. He reduced yeah. payroll by more than the revenue share, so he just pocketed it immediately. I mean, and potentially, how- if they if they go to Vegas because of the size of the market, because of the size of the ballpark they're building, they may be a revenue sharing team in Vegas. When previously oh, they, the they had voted, they had voted Oakland A's out of that revenue sharing because we're not a small market. <laughs> So it makes no sense, does it? It just makes no sense whatsoever. No. Anyway, you need a beer, I take it. I do. Right, I'll be right back. 
Cheers, man. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay. I will entertain the masses whilst uh, Dom is grabbing a beer. Uh, yeah. It is so frustrating for all of us as A's fans. Um, and we know we take a, well, I don't think we do take a different approach. I think here in the UK, we don't really have sports franchises. Uh, we're at a position actually in football, in soccer, that there is legislation drafted that essentially will take football clubs as being like heritage community assets. So they will have legal protection. So if the owner wants to change, even change the colours or change the name, they have to do a fan consultation and it has to go through the fans before they can do anything. And it does also include the idea of if the, t- if the owner wants to move the team, it has to go through a full fan consultation. But that's only in a sense of moving from the current stadium to another one in the same city. The idea that people would move uh, teams to different cities in the country or to a different state, other than the Wimbledon um, MK Dons situation, that just doesn't happen here. So uh, I think the key thing, of course, is that when you're, when you're fighting with Oakland, you're fighting with a slightly different brand of uh, brand of people. I would say they're not going to take this lying down. They're not just going to sit there and take it. Um, we've seen that so well in the way that Oakland is stepping up, and we always knew they would. And that is something I tweeted the other day about. Like whatever they do to our baseball team, you're not taking what makes Oakland Oakland. Basically, um, much as we would be devastated if the team leaves, and of course that's why, as we've spoke about last time, and we've spoken about on Twitter and other social media over the past month or so. That's why to all of us on our side, it's like the idea of continuing to support the A's if they leave Oakland is like to completely and utterly misunderstand what it is for us to be an Oakland A's fan. It's not just about a baseball team, and it's not for anyone who actually cares about sports. It's about a million times more than that, right? I think you're on mute or something, Dom. I can't hear you. Sorry, um, I'll get back on my soapbox. <laughs> I was just saying, you, you have to be completely soulless or you've not made any real effort to actually follow the A's yeah. to not want them to stay in Oakland. Um, I mean, at this point, when we've had all of our players traded on a sort of two-season at best rotation, yeah. um, I mean, what do you support if you pro the team moving to Vegas? You just support the colours green and gold? You support the funny A with like the side bit sticking out. Is is that what you support? <laughs> or you supporting John Fisher? Because I mean that's fucking hideous. Yeah. I can't we imagine. Support, anyone we that, support but... the Oakland days. Yeah. Look, Oakland. Oakland. <laughs> and it's as you said last time, that there is a big difference between when teams moved in the past, like when the A's moved from Philadelphia to Kansas City and Oakland, where this was back in the 50s, 60s, and where it was about expansion and expanding across the United States. You know, they're looking at expansion in terms of adding two teams. That's what that's part of what the whole Vegas thing is all about. So the idea that you need to take a team away from a city and a market that's supported that team for 55 years just does not exist. There is no valid argument for it. Other than, I don't know. I don't know what the whole logic behind it is. If Because the thing about this, just to touch on this point, I cannot believe for one second that John Fisher is going to continue owning the A's if they move to Vegas. He doesn't know any, he, you know, he is a Bay Area guy, right? I mean, that's the whole point. He's not going to go to Vegas. Surely he will end up selling the team to someone before that ballpark opens. Because the whole point, if if they get approval and they get the funding, 
that ups the value of the A's and then he can sell it for more money. But he's probably going to sell it anyway. So if they're going to let him sell it, what, why not let him sell the franchise to people here in Oakland? And that just brings up a, a, a comment. I Where are we? Here we go. So this was on Twitter uh, yesterday, actually. So this is by Michael Colbruno, I think it's pronounced. So he is uh, the commissioner at the Oakland port. Um, of course, that owns the uh, Howard Terminal Land. And his tweet yesterday, I think it's time to assemble a Bay Area-based ownership group and approach John Fisher after June 13th about buying the A's and truly keeping them rooted in Oakland. I know a few people who are interested. And we've heard this quite a bit from Bay Area media sources that they know there are very wealthy people in the area who would be interested. We've heard time and time again the idea of, well, John Fisher doesn't want to sell, but it's ultimately not his choice. If he wants to relocate, the other owners can say, we're not going to let you relocate. And then just, he has to sell, right? I just get the impression the guy hasn't got the money. No, just, uh, whether it, whether it's Nevada yeah. or Oakland or anywhere else for that matter, the guy just doesn't have the cash. No. It, it, it's always felt like he's trying to prep it um, to maximise his value. Yeah, pump and dump, if he, as they say. If he, yeah, if he had the cash, you'd be building in Howard Terminal. You'd be pushing that because it will make the person who builds there an absolute fortune. Yeah. And it'll do so on the real estate. The baseball will be a side gig. Yeah. And it's the thing, well, maybe I wouldn't like to get in John Fisher's head. I'm not sure he has a brain in it. Let's be sure. Um, There'll be plenty of room. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. he inherited his money, right, from his parents. So he doesn't, you know, yeah. he's not a successful businessman or anything like that. And But what we do know about him, he's, you know, from a very well-known Bay Area family. Uh, that's his area. And the little dealings I've had here and there with some rich people, which I won't go into, um, I'll just move on from that comment. Um, it's that what one thing that people who have a lot of money really value is their social standing among their social peers, right? It's how they, how they look to their friends and the people around them. When you've got more money than sense, that's what really matters to them. So for him, it's always felt like him being the man to build this wonderful development in the Bay Area was attractive to him i think as we've seen from lots of tweets about how the gap stock has fallen all that i don't think he has the money to do it and there is an element of well if he can't do it maybe he doesn't want someone else to do it if you know what i mean like he doesn't want someone else to do something he wasn't able to pull off maybe maybe but surely this situation makes him a social pariah in the bay area anyway exactly i know i know i, just, I, I can't wrap my head around it it's no it is I mean, we've, seen, we've seen various people now, celebrities, etc. I mean, God knows who's in his social circle, but we've seen lots of people who, I won't name names because it's not fair, but we have seen lots of people that I think would have been friendly or loyal to Fisher up until this point speak out. Yeah. And I, I just think to anyone who's a real sports fan and yeah, I'm using real and yeah, I'm probably being really harsh, et cetera, et cetera. But real <laughs> sports fans don't want teams ripped away from their fan groups. No. They just don't. It's not a thing. Christ. And it, you know, nothing, Nate has just put a comment in and it is absolutely spot on. Nothing sums up the ludicrous nature of all of this. That the other day when they were debating in Nevada, where Cavill was acting like an idiot, making himself look like a fool, where was John Fisher? He's John Fisher was 
at <laughs> the Oakland Roots facility in Alameda, the old Raiders practice facility, looking at, uh, we don't know quite what the, the rumours seem to be. Well, we know he was able to San, San Jose Earthquakes, which obviously he owns. The rumours, maybe it was something to do with like a World Cup training camp facility, training facility or whatever, something like that. Um, but yeah, it just sums up like he, he wasn't even watching it or involved in it at all. It's like, no, he was, I mean, what does he care about? What does he care about? This is this is again. Like, I don't want to build any hope because it's all so depressing. But um, it just feels like there's some sort of and, and I hesitate to use the word master, some sort of master plan. <laughs> yeah. But God knows with these cowboys, it's hard I mean, to see one in a minute. Yeah, it is. It really is yeah. With one, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even even if they get a stadium built now, everyone's just going to look back and say, "Well, why did you have to be such an arsehole? Yeah, um, it mean, seems it, difficult to imagine any way back for Lem here, doesn't it? For anyone trying to, and there's a few people that are trying to say that, oh, he has a master plan to stay in Oakland and that this is all just expansion, et cetera, et cetera. If this guy cares about Oakland, why is he dumped on the fans in the way that he has? Yeah. Why did he hike ticket prices, take away benefits, decimate the team? I, yeah. it, it's not congruent with the idea that he gives a shit. No, no, not at all. No, it's never. And the issue we've had, of course, with all of it is that I know there is the rivalry with San Jose, but San Jose Earthquakes have been telling people this for years too, right? <laughs> right? They know what he's like. They've had it. They built the built. They, well, they built the stadium, stadium there, yeah. and and still all the promises that Cavill and Fisher came out with have proved to be exactly what you would expect them to be, which was a part of bullshit, basically. Um, so that is just his MO and yeah, it's hard to know quite where it goes from here with him. What we do know is that Oakland are stepping up. So Mayor Sheng Tao did an interview last week with Casey Pratt, who's obviously done a fantastic job in covering all things Hammer Terminal. He, he has been brilliant. Yeah, oh, Words, respect, everything. Casey has, has gone for it and he's been fantastic. Yeah, definitely. So he sat down with Sheng Tao the other day, uh, gave her a chance. I think it was about 20 minutes long, if I remember rightly. Uh, so gave her another chance to give her version of events, uh, reiterating that as far as she was concerned and the city council were concerned, they were actually very close to having a deal with the A's. They'd been negotiating for a while privately, whilst everyone from the outside was thinking, we're not hearing anything. Why isn't the mayor coming out and saying stuff? She made clear in the uh, interview with Casey, it was her idea. She wanted, look, she went to the A's and said, let's never mind negotiating in public. Let's just keep it private. Let's have, uh, they got an independent or sort of an impartial uh, adjudicator to help them out, a mediator to help with the negotiations. And they were very close. So why they walked away from it, we do not know. Maybe we never will. But she's been very good at proactively discussing that, how close they were to a deal. Oh, um, and also she talked in about, uh, she did an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal yesterday as well, basically setting out that case too. Supposedly they were only 80 million apart yeah. on a yeah. multi-billion dollar land deal to, to build something yeah. that is an absolute surefire money spinner for someone who's got the money to do it. Yeah. Um, and they've closed that gap by another 30 million. Yeah. It, it, it just beggars belief that there's just no way the guy has the money. Yeah, exactly. If, if it's like they're close, if the person on the developer side actually has the money to come through with what they're, what they're committing to it, basically, 
the reason they're potentially not close is because he doesn't really have the money and he can't stand up his end of the bargain, perhaps. Um, we don't know. But what we do know, of course, is that the A's fans are coming out fighting and we have the incredible effort that they've gone to to raise money, um, lots of donations going in, and uh, was supported by Oaklandish, who have been doing the the actual work of printing all the cell T-shirts. So they've got just over 7,000 cell T-shirts that they will be giving away at the Coliseum on Tuesday. So that's Tuesday, June 13th, for the big reverse brand boycott. Um, and I think the nice... I say the nice thing about it. When they first announced the idea of it, I... Oh, terrible i forget the guy's name who started it um so many apologies um but i was a little bit mm, that could go either way isn't that the right way to deal with this i wasn't entirely sure and i think there were quite a few people i think it was casey it was either casey or brady brazil both tweeted that um when they first did it they weren't so sure that was the right move but i think the way the vegas stuff has moved along it's really galvanized people to the point where We've got to do something, and this is something we can do. We can get as many people together on a Tuesday night as possible. We'll have the cell shirt, so there will be thousands of people in that ballpark with the same shirt on. The, the cameras are not going to be able to avoid it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the cameras can't cut those guys out. Um, and, you know, you've got to stand up for yourself. I think that, that that's just think that, where it comes I, from for me. You've got to, if, if you're not prepared to stand up for yourself, you've not, you've got nothing then, have you? I, I, I think if you're a fan in Oakland, they've been blamed for what's going on. What's going on is 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 just a horrible, horrible slander on their name. Um, they're being blamed for it, et cetera, et cetera. So on one level, I absolutely see why they want to turn out and show, look, there are fans in Oakland if you don't treat us like shit and you put a product on the field, you get big crowds. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, on a very human level, these, these are guys that put the drums away a few weeks back when the, the announcement was made. Yeah. These are guys that, that, that are facing up to having their, their family, as they call it, their, their family, mm-hmm. their friends that they see on a regular basis, 81 home games. And a lot of them go to most. And um, they're having all of that potentially ripped away. So absolutely, I wouldn't deprive them of having one more go, one more, you know, get together, big night. Certainly, it's not going to happen in the playoffs or anything else, is it? I mean, fucking hell. We'll get to the the on-the-field product in a minute. But I I, I just hope they have a good night on Tuesday, um, however the boycott goes. And and kudos to the 68s, to everyone involved, to Oaklandish, to everyone who's donated. We we retweeted it. It may very well be that some of our UK fans donated. I personally donated and 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 i think it's a really good cause and look let's get the word out there anyone who isn't an a's fan who's watching this just uk based get behind it tweet on tuesday sell the team and we us in the uk we we saw what happened with wimbledon the milton Keynes thing how egregious it was how ridiculous it is franchise Um, fc yeah yeah all those years later you know why why would why would anybody want that to happen even to another team even yeah. if you're an angels fan and you hate the a's you yeah. wouldn't want that <laughs> well exactly and and we've seen that and we can talk about the uk sport you know there have been plenty of people coming out people like george astros uk he's been all the way through been one of the most vocal like, i can't imagine this happening this is an absolute disgrace and obviously the astros and they used to have got plenty of rivalry but it's like that common bond of put yourself in the shoes of an a's fan 
you would yeah, want brewers, other people to be sticking up for you. Brewers, Texas Rangers, Texas Rangers lots of yeah, other people we've, too. Um, we've, we've had a few Yankees fans reach out. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah. there's a lot of support for the A's in the UK community. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously we do have the MLB London series coming up, so we'll come to that in a second. But there was a, I'm trying to find the name of it. Ah, uh, oh, here we go. It was Bruce Jenkins, who was one of the columnists at the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, I think it might have been Casey Pratt who tweeted this. I've just seen it. So he's done a column about it today. And this is a quote from him. Um, it's about people, not sports teams. It means heartbreak over losing the Raiders. It means disgust over the Warriors targeting San Francisco all along. It means following the A's from a distance, wearing those green jackets and players' jerseys in the backyard instead of the second deck. The soul of Oakland shines brightly in the face of incompetence. And if Fisher wants to make life so miserable as to eventually bail out of Oakland altogether, he won't get paying customers pretending it's OK, which I thought was a really nice way of putting it from him and i will say there's been you know the local media of course are up in arms about it and pointing the finger but there's been plenty of national media attention to people like ken yeah. rosenthal uh the guy at the la times uh what's his name bill shaking uh he's been very good there's the damon i forget his surname now he's the uh new york radio presenter who had casey pratt on and has been laying into fisher constantly for the past six weeks um it is the thing where a lot of people are stepping up and really pointing the finger at Fisher and Rob Manfred in particular. Manfred. And it it, it yeah. gets to the point where it's like, do they just not care? Maybe they just don't care. They don't care what is said publicly about them, how bad they look. They just don't care. And I don't understand Price that. But it does feel like of that, money exactly, on his bed yeah. of cash. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it is nice that, and I think it's probably the nature. I mean, we saw it, um, couple of years ago in terms of the um the the lockout of the players with the collective bargaining agreement and how in the wake of that MLB reporters were saying how different it was that time because because of social media players have a voice fans have a much bigger voice and it wasn't just owners well, being able to spill their bullshit and I think you've really seen that here as well you know it was there, there's so much pressure you can put they can't control the narrative in the way that they could 20 years ago basically and and the power of A's Twitter as well let's face yeah. it Eric Sogard came second in the face of MLB and only lost because every single other baseball fan that wasn't an ace fan was voting against him. Um, you know, ace, ace Twitter has been fantastic. We, we we don't have time, and I'll get all the names wrong, but there's so many people that have been brilliant on ace Twitter yeah. and, and who are really leading the charge. Absolutely. Uh, Nate reminds us it's Damon Amon, Amon Dola, I think is how you pronounce it. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, he's uh, that guy has really been laying and he's loved laying into Manfred and Fisher. So, uh, yeah, great, great credit to all of them. And it is good to see. I mean, we've also it's it's just the frustration of it. So many players, ex-A's players have come. I mean, but even current players, people like Paul Blackburn, I know, was quite vocal about he it. Saying, well, I just want the team. And of course, that you know, the guys who come from the Bear today in USA Today, Bob Nightingale, who was a a mixed bag when it comes to most things, it has to be said. <laughs> uh, he he's done a column today with quotes from the likes of Marcus Semyon, Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, Ron Washington, uh, all just you know heartbroken at what's happening and that you know it's just yeah, not even... right. They're obviously very angry how the team was essentially lied to and how their team that should have gone a long way and won a lot 
was broken up by Fisher, basically. Uh, and yeah, I will even... say Matt Chapman was another guy. I know he, <laughs> has, he hasn't always uh, come across well, but he was one of the first people actually to speak out. I think it was when, I can't remember when it was, it was quite a while ago, but he was very good at how, how unhappy he was at how the players had been treated and how badly the fans are treated. And I thought that was good of him to, uh, to be prepared to come out publicly. I don't see why they wouldn't, frankly, but, you know, he doesn't have to neither do any of the others. So it's good that they're standing up for Oakland, basically. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so we move on to the MLB London series. So that is coming up in a couple of weekends' time, June 23rd, June 24th at the London Stadium. Cubs against Cardinals is the one that was going to be 2020, wasn't it? And then obviously got cancelled because of COVID and it is finally here. Um, so an interesting rivalry, of course. We'll see how it goes in terms of ticket sales. Once again, they have priced the tickets at a ridiculous level. I haven't <laughs> looked at anything in terms of how they're selling. Uh, it was obvious Yankees, Red Sox, the initial one in 2019, the first ever one was going to sell, was going to get a lot of interest. And they were, I've, I think they were something like the two most attended regular season games for like a long time. Um, well, because bar, obviously, bar the... the by the one in Oakland. But well, the one in Oakland, yeah, that's true, yes. Good Where they point. opened Mount Davis. They opened Mount Davis, yes. But they didn't pay, did they? <laughs> it was like a free... It was event, a free day, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were very well attended. We'll see how it goes with Cubs and Cardinals this time. Um, I know they've got like the deal with BBC, who have been promoting MLB a bit more, but I'll be honest, I haven't seen a lot of... I haven't seen a lot of promotion of it at all, really. Outside of the obvious baseball channel ends of things i've not really seen a lot of publicity so we'll see how it goes but to us of course um i initially when it first was announced you know i i, I do love baseball at heart and i i was looking forward to going um but needless to say i have no real enthusiasm to support an mlb event right now and i'm thinking you're the same time <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna go down on the saturday yep. we've got friends yeah. from oakland who are coming across um so I'd, I'd like to have a beer with them before the game on the Saturday. I'd like to see you and Hannah have a beer yep. with you guys and some of the other people in the UK community. Um, so I think we'll probably be in Howling Hops before the game. We'll definitely yep. tweet where we're going to be. Um, so I'm going to do that. Whether I actually go to the game will be a last-minute decision, depending on whether the prices collapse. Yep. If they do, I might take this bad boy and see if yep. I can get on telly and make a commotion. <laughs> um, and if I don't, so be it. I'm 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 not in the least bit asked, given yeah. what MLB are doing to us at the minute. No, exactly. I think there is the side of it, which was one of the nice things about the the first London series was how all of the fans came together, supporting all teams. We had to do at uh, Crate Brewery, wasn't it? That one. Yeah. Um, we all met up. So yeah, there's the social side of meeting up with people, especially people we haven't seen in person for quite a while because of COVID and everything else. So yeah, we'll definitely. I'm definitely going to be going down. To London um so we'll be about or at least on a Saturday and there for a few beers so we will be uh, uh yeah I've got a couple of ideas for t-shirts and banners that I'm doing at the minute so uh we Ooh, will be here. making yeah <laughs> we, we will be Excel. making our presence felt whether we actually go to any games is another matter but we will be around and about and um yes I'm sure there will be plenty of people who we will we will be trying to doorstop in terms of taking some photos with us with our banners and things like that so uh yes look out for that um 
Other than that, I think the only thing we can come to is the A's performances. So uh, we are history making or in, well, history in the making, of course. Uh, and it's one of those things. It's been an absolute disgrace. But in some ways, what it's been so ridiculously bad, it's kind of played in the A's fans' favour in that it's really turned. I think that's been part of what's turned a lot of baseball people against all of this. That it's like there's one, there, there's rebuilding and retrenching a bit and getting rid of a few players and bringing through some prospects. And there's what the A's are doing this year. It is so historically atrocious what they are doing that you can't ignore it. And it just. It is unavoidable what a complete and utter shambles Fisher is making of the team. So in some ways, horrible though it is to see our team's good name being uh, blackened by this, it kind of plays into, look, if you had any doubts how badly our team is owned and at the very senior level how badly Oakland days are being done to, you've got the evidence clear here. This We are on track for the f- worst record in MLB history, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot to say on the record. I mean, I, I thought, honestly, when you said we're about to make history, you were going to talk about how we're going to go on the longest ever winning streak and that we may never lose again, given that we're four games into a winning streak. Um, but I won't... I I won't that would, that um, would be quite, uh, quite a reach, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I won't jinx the current performance by giving you an update on the score. Uh, that's um, what I'm just looking at, actually. Especially oh. given the bullpen. <laughs> Yeah, we are um, we are we are in on, bottom of the sixth inning, four two lead. One thing I will say, Matt, and I will give you the plaudits, is that the last time we recorded a podcast, we were talking about the signings, and you talked about a certain Mister Esteroy Ruiz oh, and yes, yes. his speed and his wheels, and you predicted that given the shorter base distances, etc., that we'd probably signed him for his stealing capabilities. I believe he was the first to hit thirty steals this week was, across the yeah. whole of MLB. So absolutely. There's there's some small things to be positive for those who are following the on field fortunes. Um as you say, it's 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 a challenge when you live an eight hour time difference away. Yeah, and there is no motivation to to watch it. I think that that's been the thing. Um it was interesting a couple of weeks I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh David Force, the GM, um had a sit-down interview or there was some media availability and he was very much saying, look, all of this stuff, you know, off the field, it doesn't affect us, it doesn't affect the team, you know, we've got to get through. And to an extent, that's the right thing for him to say in that, look, we've, we've got to concentrate on our job, you know, no excuses, we're the ones out there playing baseball, you know, that, that that's fair enough. But it's like, good God, I know a couple of people have said this, some quite well-placed people sort of in MLB on Twitter are basically saying that this is making those guys look really bad. The David Force, the Billy Owens and the other people in the front office, the way this is all going, like it's really trashing their reputation to an extent too, because for all that of, yes, of course, the payroll is a joke. They've gone out there and they've made the trades and those trades by and large, are really, have really gone bad in terms of Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Sean Manaya, um, you know, Sean Murphy. You look at the return we've got from Chris Bassett as well. The returns we've got for all of those players. It's, like, it's early yet. 
it's, it's early to determine. It's early, the, but the, the returns look very, very meager, basically. You would expect, having traded all of those guys, you would expect us to at least be a top half farm system right now when we're not. We're it, still it, one of the it, worst, basically. If I'm forced trying to explain myself in an interview come the summer, uh, or the winter even, um, it, it, it looks really clear that he was told to cut payroll. Yeah, It's the okay. only way you can describe and explain some of those trades. Yeah. Either that or the guy's just completely lost it. <laughs> well, the other thing, yeah, did you see, um, I'm not sure it's been confirmed, but I saw a rumour that Billy Bean's taking a job with AC Milan. Has he? I don't know if that was confirmed. Maybe it was just a rumour. I saw something on Twitter. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Because... Uh, uh, he he basically took a he's become like an assist, a special advisor now hasn't he? he's moved out of the he's not yeah, he's doing not, that day-to-day yeah. role anymore uh, i know some people are very hung up on this idea of well he's part owner he's got an ownership stake he should be stand up his ownership stake apparently now is like less than one percent or something or basically one percent so it's not like he, he got given it as part of a new contract he doesn't yeah, have any say or power it was, in anything. it was it was an incentive at the time i yeah. I, I do think that by not saying and not calling out, I mean, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Maybe he is, but um, it is disappointing to be honest that he's not actively against it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it's more than his job's worth. From I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I just wish there was a yeah. complete mutiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just drive this rat from the ship. Yeah, and the, you know the guy you've got. I feel sorry for is um, Mark Hotze, who. I mean, to an extent, yes, he knew what he was getting into when he, he was a coach here. He knew when he took the job, there was going to be a fire sale and it was going to be difficult the first couple of years. But it does feel like in lots of situations, he's the one who's being hung out to dry, particularly in terms of having to deal with all the media. And it's nothing to do with him. He doesn't want the team to leave Oakland. And it's like, but that's very much on brand for Cavill and Fisher. We've never heard anything oh, yeah, from yeah. Fisher during his entire time here. Cavill has gone completely quiet, refusing all media inquiries, scurrying <laughs> away like a little rat that he is. It, it's snake. a disgrace. Yeah, he is Slithering away. Yeah, sliver in a way. I don't know. It sort of seems a bit offensive to snakes and rats to put them in the same uh, <laughs> camp as Dave Cavill. Uh, I like the uh, bobblehead <laughs> comment about him. Very good. Uh, yeah, it is. And it's, I forget who, who's, someone tweeted it. I forget who it was. I um, I should say because they deserve the credit. But um, literally every time you see a photo of Dave Cavill, like there's been photos of him in the corridors with Nevada people and all of this. And it's like, he has this expression on his face. Like he's, I forget what it was something like, it's like he's an alien come down to earth and he's never seen a human being before. He's just got this look on his, <laughs> in his face. Like, Ooh, he, he looks like, and he does actually look like there's something, I, I shouldn't say there's something wrong with him. Um, let's move away from the He looks like he's aged a lot. I think, um, but you know, oh, he's, he, he definitely looks like he's not been sleeping well. Yeah, but who would? I mean, well, no, he shouldn't sleep. But how could he sleep? You'd, you'd have to have an incredibly thick skin to be ignoring the shit that's being thrown at him. But it's fair. Yeah, Quit, exactly. mate. Quit. Yeah. yeah, job's not worth this. You yeah. get another job. Would he? <laughs> Wait. Maybe, maybe that, maybe the opportunity to do that's passed. I don't know. Maybe he should have gone when they weren't paying the minor leaguers and they were giving them tacos yeah. with a single piece of chicken in them. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I just uh, frustrated. Anyway, if we are going to wrap this up, yep, we yep. should do so with a rallying call. Guys, if you've not, if you are in the Bay Area, 
Whereas if you have any means to get to the Bay Area on Tuesday and you haven't already done so, get involved, get down there, get behind the team, make it loud, go bang your drums, ring the cowbells, shout Let's Go Oakland, wear your cell T-shirts, make banners. The A's are not letting in anything, I believe, that's bigger than six times three foot. So make it a smallish banner. This beast would get in. Um, and uh, get get down there, make Oakland proud. Yep, and yeah, we'll definitely be doing a lot of tweeting and things like that because, again, like you say, whether you're Lair or not, whether you're an A's fan or not, you can make your voice heard on social media, even if you can't get to the boycott uh, or the reverse boycott, I should call it. So, yeah, uh, it is very much a case of we've got to stand up for what is right, and everyone should be along with the cause. So, uh, and if yeah. if if you're in the UK and therefore cannot make it to the Coliseum, every yep. little piece of solidarity, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, with the Oakland 68s and the fans on the ground, every yep. little piece of solidarity will be appreciated. Tweet, shout, post, whatever it is, get behind this. Yeah. And the one now is little the time thing. to fight. It is, absolutely. <laughs> now is the time. The one other thing, and I know, like we've said um, several times during this pod, um, it's always the danger of trying to give ourselves some hope. But what I will say, regardless of what happens with a current vote in Nevada, that doesn't seal any deal whatsoever. The vote in Nevada, one, very deliberately is not site-specific or team-specific. Secondly, it is absolutely contingent on the A's putting so much money up straight away and then also them raising their private money which i'm not convinced they can do and it is also based on the fact that there's been so much talk about how this is a foregone conclusion yet for so many business reasons it doesn't look like it makes sense so do not give up even if the vote goes towards voting for the public funding that is not the end of it by any stretch there is still a long way to go and we're not going to give up until there is no hope left and there is still hope left. Even if we kind of don't want there to be hope in that weird way, there is still lots of hope there and we've got to keep that in mind, I think. Anyway, that has been for me um, a rallying cry and has kind of uplifted me. So uh, I see the A's have given up a run, so we're four free up. I will watch <laughs> the rest of this game in a, in a mood of positivity, though. So, uh, yeah, thanks as always, Dom. We will be, yeah, we'll be tweeting out, of course, on the, on the Tuesday, and we will be tweeting about what we are planning to do around the London series. So we will be in London in and around the the stadium, um, even if we don't go to any of the games. We will be about, and we will be, uh, having banners and things like that so we will be uh, getting the cause out there publicly as best we can so uh, yes thanks very much dom thanks everyone who's been watching live thank you for w- listening back on the podcast and we will be back with another podcast uh not sure when but whenever we need to basically so uh yes support the cause and we'll uh, see you and hear from you very soon cheers dom thanks everyone Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to get further involved, you can find us at Oakland AUK on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also at Oakland AUK on YouTube, where you can find video excerpts from the pod. And check out OaklandAUK.com for our blog and website.